Psalm 119, beginning in verse 129, says, Your testimonies are wonderful, therefore my soul observes them. The unfolding of your words give light. It gives understanding to the simple. I opened my mouth wide and panted, for I longed for your commandments. Turn to me and be gracious to me after your manner with those who love your name. Establish my footsteps in your word and do not let any iniquity have dominion over me. Redeem me from the oppression of man that I may keep your precepts. Make your face shine upon your servant and teach me your statutes. My eyes shed streams of water because they do not keep your word. As I mentioned last uh, midweek, I've been uh, reading through a section in Psalm 119 and for purposes of meditation and purposes for guiding my prayer. And three things here just jump back out at me. And those three things are number one in verse 130, the second in verse 133, and the third in verse 135. So what we have, we know Psalm 119 is dealing with the Word of God. And that Word is expressed to us through many different Uh, many different nuances like judgments and statutes and law and word. All of those things are referring to the Lord's words that He has given to us and then His judgments. That is, when you look in your Bible and there's a certain situation and then you see how God responds to that situation. That's called his judgments, and that helps us make sound what? It makes helps us make sound judgments when we're in a similar situation or when we're counseling someone who's in a similar situation. Now you'll notice the attitude of the psalmist in verse 129 when he says, Your testimonies are wonderful. That betrays his attitude toward God's own word. And then again, he shows us a living illustration of how he yearns and how that wonder works in his heart in verse 131 when he says, I opened my mouth wide and panted. Why? I longed for your commandments. So he could have just said to us, I long for God's commandments. But then when he gives this illustration of opening his mouth wide, I don't know if it's the exact illustration that he's wanting us to see, but I'll always think of baby birds. Remember baby birds in a nest. And it seems like all those, all the the parents of those birds, all they do is bring them food all day long. And it doesn't matter when they bring them the food, all of them have their little beaks and they're what? They're wide open because they're longing, right? They're longing for, uh, I'm just going to say that worm, 
okay, or that grasshopper or whatever is being brought there uh, to the baby birds. And <clears throat> brethren, don't you wish that your heart was like this all the time when you woke up in the morning and thought about having your devotions? Just this eagerness, <clears throat> this wide open heart. You want it to be that way, but we're still in the flesh. And we still have these obstacles that are there. But just to say, Lord, here, here's my mouth wide open like a baby bird, and I'm just waiting for you to bring the food and drop it in there. I'm yearning for this. And so we see the psalmist's desire in what he's talking about here. But what I'm interested in <clears throat> for our meditation tonight before we pray is what the psalmist wants God's Word to do for him. In other words, we just don't open the Bible because we want knowledge. Knowledge is nothing more than the first step. We want the knowledge and understanding, or we might say the knowledge, the understanding, and the wisdom. We want to be fed with that Word that we are reading. And so what does he say here? Verse 130. <clears throat> the unfolding of your words gives light. It gives understanding to the simple. The word simple here can be taken in a negative aspect, like in the book of Proverbs, or it can be taken in a positive aspect. It refers to someone who's very open-minded. Now, when it's in a negative context, it means they're just open-minded to what? To everything, okay? But here, he's not open-minded to everything. What is his mind open and ready for? The Word of God. God's mind to be poured into his mind. And so he speaks of it giving understanding to the simple. The other thing here <clears throat> that might be helpful is the word unfolding. Literally, very literally, that word refers to a door. In other words, <clears throat> the opening of the door, right? The opening of the door of your words gives us what? Gives us light. Now, <clears throat> brethren, I want you to understand something here. We've got the words of God, and we got a door, right? And it's shut. We want it what? Open. We want it opened. Okay? But brethren, I want you to know that even if the door shut and it needs to be open, the word of God is always shining behind that door. It's always shining. We may come to this Bible and it may be very wooden. It may be dry. But that is not the way God's Word is. That's only because the door hasn't opened. Because if the door is open, what do you see? Light. Light. And folks, this shouldn't cause you any, any difficulty when we understand God 
is always glorious. He's always shining. He's been shining for eternity. Satan did not put it out. He is always radiating. He's always illumined. And so is His Son. And so is His Spirit. So is His Word. His written Word. So as we come to our Bibles in the morning, we need to understand that regardless of our perspective of it, it really is shining and it really is giving light. And if we don't see the light, that is the understanding, it's it's not the Bible's fault. It's that the door needs to be opened more. Everybody following me? This is why Paul prays to the Ephesians church that God would give illumination to their eyes of their understanding. And when that unfolding or when that open door of the always shining words gives light, what it means is is that you gain understanding of what that word is saying and teaching. The second thing that the psalmist wants the word of God to do is given to us in 133. He wants the Lord to establish my footsteps in your word and do not let any iniquity have dominion over me. Now just a couple of things for us to note here. For something to have dominion over me means it has lordship over me. Does everybody see that? And I mean lordship in that it's telling you what to do. It's instructing you. It has lordship over you. Now that the psalmist has understanding, what does he want the Lord to do? He wants his feet, his footsteps, to be established or to be standing, or since we're talking about footsteps, to be walking with stability in God's Word. Does everybody see that? And folks, here's the prayer request that flows out of that. I want God's Word to have lordship over me. In other words, I want God's Word telling me what to do, telling me how to walk, giving me understanding, hedging in my pathway, giving me stability, strengthening me so that I can walk that way. That's what I want, and that's what the psalmist wants. Because the only other option that I would have is what else telling me how to do all that? My sin. Iniquity. To have that same lordship over me. Teaching me, instructing me, telling me how to go, hedging in my path, giving me a false sense of stability, walking in that way, which the way the ends thereof is is death. And isn't it interesting that the psalmist is actually praying for that? He senses his own uh, liability to allow 
transgression to lead him off in a wrong direction. So here we got in verse 130, Lord, would you open up the door to your shining words so that it gives me light, that is, the eyes of my understanding being opened. I'm panting for this. My mouth is wide open because I consider your testimonies wonderful. And when I see that word, I want you to establish my footsteps in it because I want your word to have lordship over me, not my iniquity. And then thirdly, verse 135, Make your face shine upon your servant and teach me your statutes. Now, I've got a line in my Bible from the word shine in verse 135. Where do I have the line going? What verse? Verse 130 and the word light. Everybody see that? Okay. Now, folks, what I take away from this is, is this. The words that are given light to me and given me understanding, the same words in which I want that word to have lordship over me, are words that are giving me understanding on who God is. Make your face. Where do we see God's face? In the Scripture. And folks, you know 2 Corinthians chapter 3 talks about this, right? <clears throat> that we're changed from glory to glory as we behold as in a mirror the Lord. And it's His face that is always shining. And folks, if that understanding and if the psalmist request to have his footsteps established and to have lordship over his life, and if it all has to deal with who the Lord is, how does He do that? He teaches us His statutes. In other words, so it's just taking an Old Testament example because we're in the Old Testament. If the Old Testament says you shall not covet your neighbor's wife, you shall not covet his property, you shall not covet his house, does that teach us anything about God? Yes, it teaches us that He's not coveting those things. Well, you say, of course not. He, he's the giver of all that, right? He. We can't add to Him or take away from Him, right? But that's the point, isn't it? He wants us to grow and to be like that. Not that we're always wanting everything, but that we're always willing to be giving. Giving. And folks, it really is beautiful when the Lord does this. 
in your life. And I will say this, you will know that at the end of verse 134, he says that he will keep God's precepts. You'll note in verse 132 that he asked the Lord to turn to him and be gracious with those that you do who love your name. If you, if you love God's name, he will turn to you and be gracious to you. But you'll notice in verse 129, he says, Your testimonies are wonderful, therefore my soul. My soul observes them. I keep them because of my attitude to God and His ways. And then you have the opposite of that in verse 136, where in light of all the delight, in light of all the wonder, in light of all the amazement, that the Word is opening up unto Him and establishing His footsteps and seeing, beholding the Lord's face. And we behold the Lord's face in the face of Jesus Christ. In all of that, the opposite happens. My eyes shed streams of water. Why? For people who don't keep your word, who don't see you this way. So there's both a positive effect of an intensity, a drawing out of our love to Him when He opens Himself up to us, and then there is this negative effect of deep sorrow over those who do not keep God's ways and His judgments and His law. So brethren, maybe that will encourage you tomorrow morning. It might even guide some of your prayers tonight for yourself, for our church to really need this. And you might be able to share this with someone this week who's having a rough time waking up in the morning, seeing their devotions, because in general, you know what? We always do the things we consider wonderful. Right? When there's a wonder in your heart about something, that's the thing you want to do. And if you don't get to do it, it brings you great sorrow and you double your efforts to get back in the things that you see are wonderful to you. So let's go to our.